Hello, everyone. Good morning for a happy Tuesday. George Watkins again talking about the good things of the Lord today. Welcoming you all, the new ones. If you've not been here before, thanks for stopping by. Be sure and hang around a while so you can see why God brought us together. No coincidences in the way the Lord leads his people. We meet and cross paths with people. We need to be very sensitive why God put us in that place at that time. Often, and you know this as well as I, often when someone crosses our path in a negative way, it is for the purpose of our prayers, our speaking something into their life, declaring them free from that spirit that binds them or controls their actions, bringing them back to the Father, however the Holy Spirit would speak to you or to myself. We do it often, don't we? And that's, that's how God leads us along. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to remind you of a couple of things out of Romans 8. Again, we started our discussion a couple of days ago, and I want to pick it back up again and read a few verses out of that. But my caption today is the reality of living as a spirit being. I want to just toss this out on the table here for a moment and let you um, chew on it for a bit. The fact that God created us as spirit beings, and yet the church, in when they teach it, uh, and a lot of churches don't get this far, but your background perhaps has been taught on the spirit, soul, and body. Well, because of that, we're always conscious about the three partes, you know, part, uh, tripartite, three things. Yet, in reality, we are a spirit being, and we have a soul, and it is clothed in a garment called a fle- called the flesh. Uh, you could refer to it as an earth suit in our modern vernacular. Paul referred to it as a tent that they lived in, the flesh. Well, you and I, as people of God who have receive the impact and the fullness of Christ or at least the you know we receive Christ and he comes in his fullness doesn't come in parts or pieces <laughs> oh my we say Lord give me more give me more give me more of Jesus it's a song we've sung for years well you don't get Jesus in pieces he doesn't come parsh meal parts meal he doesn't come in in you know in uh, seasons or or episodes. He's revealed often that way through our development. As we are developed, as we continue to grow in Christ, certainly the revelation of Jesus increases. So we receive Christ and the fullness of of the Godhead bodily lives in us. So let's just retrace this thought just a little bit. We've come from the Father into our mother's womb through the doorway, the only doorway that we can enter in, according to John 10, legally, and not be a thief 
anyone who comes any other way but by this doorway is a thief. So all the spirits that, you know, move in the air, all the evil spirits and the angels that move in the air, none of them can can affect and change and control and dominate and rule all the things we were called to do unless you have come as a human. So in that human flesh, you and I have come as, as a spirit. And as we've come into our mother's womb, the soul came together, the body came together, and we came into this world to fulfill God's purposes. So here's the point I'm bringing out before I jump into Romans 8. just want you to chew on this for a while. We, we'll come back to it later. But I want you to see that when you speak to your spirit, you have been trained from your soul, your mind, your emotions to say something to your spirit. In essence, the spirit needs to say something to the soul and to the body. <laughs> That's just a teaser of what God's talking to me about these days. I want you to catch a hold of the fact that living as a spirit, the reality as being a bonafide son or daughter of God, I'm a spirit sent from God with a commission on this earth to live out my life as someone named George Watkins with all the gifts and the callings and all the family, you know, and all the children and all the ups and downs and all the de- points of de- uh, the degrees of growth <laughs> and don't say anything about it, but failure, you know, <laughs> we have it, don't we? But that was my mission as a spirit to come and Ecclesiastes 12 says, I am going to get, get to go back to my father someday that spirit returns to the Father. So let's pick this up in Romans 8, and I want to break out the mere Bible again. We are going to just spend a couple of minutes here refreshing ourselves. The difference between the slave and the son. Well, wrong page. Let's go back to the last next page. <laughs> oh, someone flipped my Bible over. Okay, let's go. Now the deceptive conclusion is this. In Christ, every bit of condemnation against us is canceled. In Christ, every bit of (laughs) condemnation evidence against us is canceled. All right. There were two things in in my development that established me in the vein that I have. And I have a note here over this life's message, 1958. I said this a couple days ago, I'll repeat it again. Claude Hunt, a great evangelist, great. Uh, he was way ahead of his time in the gifts. Not many people understood him. He under, he moved in the in discernment. He moved in the gifts of the spirit and prophecy. In 1958, that was rare in the Pentecostal world. Not rare to God, but the Pentecostal world. So he was a friend of my father's, interacting with my dad and and his group for years. So he came to our church and preached seven nights or seven days out of Romans 8 and 1-2. And it impacted my 14-year-old soul and spirit 
and I've carried that brand, that branding in my, in my message and in my spirit. In uh, 1964, so I'm about uh, six years later, Bob Fayok was a, uh, was a impact to my life. He came through the Northwest and began to preach in the churches and my father's and others. And I became acquainted with him and traveled with him a short season. We did some meetings together through, through the Seattle area and up into Canada in, uh, in 1964, uh, uh, 65. Um, the message was Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, that's, that sounds, you know, Ah, that's old hat. No, it was a revelation to us. It was something we hadn't captured before. It broke through our world of, uh, you know, our little box that we had. So those two things out of out of Romans 8, 1 and 2 were and have been and continue to be my life's message. This is what I, you see, I don't preach the same thought every day, but it's shaped my faith. It's it's founded me in in confidence. It, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know where I've come from. Not in total clarity, you know, full color yet. Well, it's developing like a Polaroid, isn't it? Every day it's getting clearer. But those two things sent me on the trail that I've been on all these years. So the first one is. <clears throat> is no condemnation. There is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. And the second one is, uh, is that, sub, that word in Christ. The in Christ message changed my life and did something for me that made me who I am today. All right, I say that to you to encourage you that there are things in your life that you have um, been, uh, <laughs> God targeted you and got you good with a revelation, with, a, with an inspiration, with, with, with a opening up of his heart, and it changed you into who you are. Ask yourself the question. I did, I've done this several times. A few years ago, I did it again. Lord, what's my life's message? Holy Spirit came back and says, hey, look at what you've been preaching. Look at what you talk about. Look at what you love. Look where you go when you want to be refreshed in the Lord. Each of us seem to have been led by the Holy Spirit into special compartments of God's heart or God's mind and God's revelation. And we, we just love that particular part of the gospel. Don't be intimidated that you don't know everything about everything. <laughs> there's, there's only a few of those uh, <laughs> special people, I'm sure, around. You and I, we are carriers of truth. But when we come together, Paul said, one has a tongue, one has a teaching, one has a prophecy, one has a song. He said, let us do that together. And uh, with uh, decency and in, you know, in, in the order of the Lord. Okay. The second verse, <clears throat> let's see. 
decisive conclusion is this. In Christ, every bit of condemning evidence against us is canceled. The second verse, the law of the spirit is the liberating force of, of life in Christ. This leaves me with no further obligation to the law of sin and death. Spirit has suspended the sin-enslaved senses as the principal law of our life. The Spirit has cut me loose from the senses that cause me to feel like I'm a sinner and a slave. Now, it's common in the church to be reminded every day that you are a sinner saved by grace. It's a false humility, but they sell it as real stuff. So you're, if you ever get past that, they call they 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 refer to you, or they you know they accuse you of being a being proudful or haughty or braggadocious, all those fancy words to try to bring you back into control and keep you enslaved by a consciousness of sin. But this verse says that the Spirit has freed us from that consciousness of being enslaved by sin. Now. Was I a sinner? Did I make, do it? Did I goof up? Did I blow it? Every one of us have had that history, haven't us? But we have come now, and we have become new creatures in Christ Jesus. <laughs> what in the world do you think that means if it doesn't mean what it says? <laughs> you say, well, you take the Bible too literally. Oh, we do. Okay. Well, Yes, I do. I know there's allegories and there's parables and there's, uh, you know, types and shadows. That's all there. But um, the reality of the new life in Christ is not a myth. It's not a cloud. It's not an idea. It's not a theory. It's the reality of who you and I are in Christ, new creatures. So in a great sense, I'm not a human. I'm a new creature. <laughs> a new creature that God created when Christ was revealed in me, and I opened up to that revelation, and I became infused with God himself. Now, that's a strange dude, if you've ever seen one. <laughs> Someone that has been infused with God himself. So, I'm a spirit being with a soul encased in a, a, an earth suit, like a spaceman. I'm in an earth suit. Without this earth suit, I don't live here. Just like if you stepped out of a rocket ship or, a, you know, an, a spaceship, you have to have an umbilical cord with an earth suit so it ties you into the oxygen tank inside. Well, <laughs> now, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Well, I'm not just a Pentecostal, charismatic, Holy Ghost guy. I am a son of God. You are a son, a daughter of God. You are a creature that had never been created before until Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended to the Father, gave, uh, presented his blood before the father. The father said, well done. It's, it's a deal. The contract, the covenant is sealed in your blood. And he comes back in the form of the Holy Spirit and fills the church, the believers with himself. 
<laughs> All right. Now that 16th verse, he says to know no man after the flesh. Now, what does that mean? We don't relate one to another then because you're a Baptist, I'm a Pentecostal, or you're um, 25 and I'm older than that, <laughs> or I'm white and you're not, or you know, you're know you white and I'm not. No, no, the nationalities, Paul said it this way, there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, we're all one in Christ. I've traveled the world several times and everywhere I go, I meet spirits that are have a soul enclosed in a body. They have the same spirit I have, the spirit of God in them. It's a glorious thing to know that you have brothers and sisters anywhere you go because you are from the same father. <laughs> Am I yelling tonight, uh, this morning? Uh, I get excited and I just explode sometime with the revelation of Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. So those two verses, we'll stop there today. We'll pick it up again. But I want you to catch the theme of this title. And we'll talk about that some more this week. The reality of living as a spirit being. You're not human. You have been created in a new form. And you are living your life out, not relating to the flesh babies around you, but to the Father who gives you the ability to relate and minister the gospel and the witness of Christ. All right. Well, there you go. It's a good day to be alive in Christ. Thank you for spending some time with me on this Tuesday. We'll pick it up on Wednesday tomorrow. There's a there's an explosion in the spirit. Let's catch it. Let's 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 ride with what God's doing in his day and be current with the with the things he's revealing. Amen. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking and <laughs> I always get a kick out of Facebook. They want, you know, I'm looking, I'm asking you to like me. <laughs> and thumbs up, share it. Good, good. Okay, now, and some of you have, have um, shared your finances with us. I receive it and bless you back. It's a great blessing. There's expenses in what we do, and we love doing what we do. So thank you for your support. You can do that in the PayPal below or the uh, address with the post office. Until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you and be reminded every moment of the day that you're from another world, folks. You are a spirit being. God bless.